Hello everyone and welcome to the 158 podcast. Hi, I'm your host Diana Karczewski and I'm so excited and blessed that you have clicked on this episode or if you are a part of the 158 family or not, join us. Um, so today we're going to be talking about anxiety and some good habits that you can add to your daily schedule to ease the amount of times that you feel anxious or you have a panic attack or you feel fatigued or tired and you just don't want to do anything because your mental health is like, "Mm, honey, not today, you're going to stay in bed. But there is so much to see in the world, so much to do. Um, so many fun things and each of us have so much superpowers and plans that I'm and goals that I'm sure you guys have and just feeling anxious all the time and just laying in bed not wanting to do something is going to cause even more anxiety because you're not reaching those goals that you want to reach. So wherever you are, Either it's morning, in the middle of the day, night, or you're driving in your car, or you're in a bubble bath. I'm going to use bubble bath as an example a lot in these podcasts. It is my go-to. It's my self-care. It's my anxiety relief. Um, and I'll, I'll go more into depth on like my habits that I use and why I use them and some extra ones that you and I can use to help our mental health and anxiety. So take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and let's start this podcast. I'm super excited. Let's go. So anxiety can be defined in different ways. Mainly, anxiety is defined based on personal preference, based on what your anxiety feels like, what are your causes of anxiety. The dictionary definition of anxiety is feeling of worry, uncertainty, nervousness, typically about an event or something that is uncertain in your life. That is a very like generic definition. I feel like anxiety itself is so big, so broad that there really isn't a perfect definition. So some causes of anxiety And this is just like a little crisp layer. There's many different layers, many different causes, again, based on your personal life. Um, Exhaustion is usually number one on the list. When you're stressing about something, you get exhausted, you can't sleep, you're always fatigued, and then that causes stress, and then that causes stress and stress because you're stressed out about that. Then that's anxiety. Then that's being anxious. So one habit 
that will help you with ex exhaustion, number one, is starting a sleep schedule. When you a college or a high school student, I feel like you don't have a schedule. You don't. You try to, you say you do, but you don't. In high school, you have sports, you have events, you have clubs, you have homework due every single day, you have a ton of classes that you need to take, you have exams. Then you, when you get closer to a junior and senior, you have ACTs, SATs, you need to write a paper for your college application, and then you have to go to career, uh, sorry, not career fairs, that's college, <laughs> uh, college fairs. There's so many, so much stress that you just can't really realize what is going on, and you forget about yourself and your personal schedule and going to bed at this time to this time. You need a minimum, minimum of five hours of sleep, minimum. And I don't think that's enough. That's why I try the best of my ability to get at least seven to eight hours. And that's on a good, good day. When it comes to college, that's a completely different story. Um, in college, you enter this reality check. Freshman year, you get a reality check. In high school, you, you live with your parents. Your parents technically help you with everything. You have picture day and you have teachers that are always telling you how and what to do. In college, you don't get that. And I love that. I love that in college, you have this freedom and you will make so many mistakes, but you will also make so many successes that it will literally shape you to who you are now. Who you are now. And I just think that's awesome. But back to back to exhaustion and anxiety. We digressed a little bit. So in college, freshman year is very stressful because you're meeting new people. You have to come in with any really perception you want people to think of you. It's up to you on how what personality or what identification you want to be, it's a fresh start, completely fresh start. I don't think I saw anyone from my high school, maybe one or two people, but barely. And they were not my high school friends. My high school friends went to different universities and I had to pick an identity that I wanted and find new friends, find a new group, establish myself. And I had to move out of my parents' house. How stressful was that? Now that I even think about it, I don't know how I did it. I really don't. 
you know, I think now that I am 21 years old, I have a little bit better grasp on reality and maturity that when I do move out of my parents' house and move into my own apartment, I won't be as scared. But having that jump and living on the, in the dorms as an 18-year-old and having that experience, I think it made me feel this way that I am now, this maturity, this sureness in myself. So in college, freshman year, junior year, it's a lot. You're learning new things. You're meeting new people. Um, you're getting delayed to land. You're trying to find your classes. College is way bigger than high school. That is for sure. <laughs> so I I feel like, you know, schedule, schedule, schedule. Sleeping schedule is your, it's, it's huge. It is absolutely ginormous. I cannot emphasize how big sleep you need. And I need to learn that as well. I need to take my own advice. I feel like we forget to take our own advices. It's hard. It's hard. But the next cause of anxiety is um, money problems. Yeah. Money problems, especially as a college student, you are broke as a joke. And you are one lucky person if you don't have to take out student loans. You don't have to apply for FAFSA. Um, you don't just in general have to pay for college and you have it paid off. Absolutely, I applaud those who can have that lifestyle and um, be able to pay for their college out of pocket Either it's your parents paying or if you saved up that money, that is amazing. Like, I'm really proud of you and I'm proud of your parents for being that well-established and worked hard for their money to help you achieve your career, your education. But majority of us do take out student loans and FAFSA and student debt ain't a joke student debt ain't a joke and on top of that you have to work either part-time or full-time and you have full-time school um you could probably get you could get a lot of people do get scholarships um for their universities but usually it's really small or you have to be a athlete or a club or you have to be an absolute genius um, but that is a really big stressor, stressor, um, freshman year, I guess not so much on like the living situation of paying, um, uh, paying bills or rent, but usually when you get closer to senior year, you usually rent out an apartment or a, a small house, uh, with a group of people, um, and you start really realizing that budgeting is really important. Um, but something and that can help ease that anxiety of 
I don't have money, I'm freaking out, is, like I previously said, budget. Budget is super important. And I know a lot of people don't believe in budgets. I know a few people. They think that they have all the money in the world, that, but then they live paycheck to paycheck. They go through their savings and they're like, what did I do wrong? And then that's another anxiety that happens. So budgeting is super important, either putting it down in a notebook or an Excel spreadsheet or just literally once a month, go through your transactions and see where your money is going. That is really, really important. So let's get into kind of how can I, how can you prevent anxiety? And this is where you and I both are going to have a nice learning curve because this is a journey. This is a journey. I don't think you will ever run away from anxiety, but you can manage it. Number one, like I said, schedule. Number two, budget. Number three, exercise. Either that is a little walk outside or you do an ab workout or you go to the gym and you lift weights, anything, anything. Get your body moving at least for 30 minutes. I am shitty at going and being consistent at the gym. I am so bad at it. Please, anyone tell me how to be consistent at the gym. So I established a number one schedule. You see what I did there? To have my number three, exercise. If I can't be consistent going to the gym, what else can I do? I don't have to lift weights. I don't have to go for a run or a Stairmaster. But I've decided that every single day, I'll go for a walk. Either that's in the mornings or in the afternoons or it's just a really quick one. I try, I, I try to go for like around a two-mile walk. Um, but if on those days that I am really exhausted, I just go on like a short, small walk. But getting fresh air really helps anxiety. It's fresh nature, earth, going through your body, listening to music or listening to a podcast or just listening to the birds and the leaves and how you're moving. It's so hard to explain, um, but you're at peace. You know what I'm saying? You're at peace. You're walking. So I try to go on walks. And then later on, once I get this into a habit, I might add one day a week to go 
to the gym and take a class. You know, something like that. Number four is meditation. I'm not good at meditation. It takes years and years of practice to meditate. Sitting there either in quietness or having a mantra or having someone speak very calmly and it's hard it's hard to clear your mind and push any thoughts away i i feel like all of us have our thoughts and emotions constantly going through our minds you always have your brain working and actually quieting it down is one of the hardest skills to have i can't just sit on the floor or sit on the couch and just meditate and I, I need to be doing something but relaxing so this is where my bubble baths come in Bu- bubble bath or any like any bath or jacuzzi or hot tub is really important to me personally because that's the only time where I can actually clear my mind I turn on the candles, I have this warm water with salt and bath bomb and some soap for to make the bubbles. And I then have some relaxing music in the background and just the candles, no lights. And I just lay there for an hour. I have my eyes closed. I take deep breaths and I feel the water hitting my skin and I'm just enjoying the warmth that is going from head to toe. It, it's such a relaxation moment and on top of that with those who are athletes and struggle with muscle spasms and knots and joints are hurting, this is really good to relax your body, not just mentally, but physically. Um, a healthy diet, that is, uh, what number are we on? Oh my goodness. One, two, three, four, five, five. Yeah. Healthy diet. Number five. I used to be really bad at having a healthy diet, but I have started to do intermittent fasting so around uh around 12 i eat my first meal then around i would say three four i have like a snack either that's an energy bar or i really like to eat some fruits um and then around six or seven, maybe eight, depending on how late I get home, I have my dinner. So keeping a consistent of meals and when you take them makes your body feel easier to process. And making sure that you have enough protein, enough fat, even enough carbs, um, enough sugar in your meals will balance out your body and 
no one likes anyone who's hangry. We don't like hangry. We like brain body love. Brain body love. If your body is telling you to eat, honey, eat. Please eat. Food is amazing. Food gives you energy and nourishment. Oh, I love food. I literally love to try new things. I once um, went to Spain and I personally, I don't eat pork. I am kosher. So, but there was so many other good things like paella and that is my favorite, paella. Paella with chicken, paella with seafood, anything. It is the best. Try something new, but keep it healthy. If you give good and healthy food to your body, your body's going to treat you right. Fast food's okay, though, sometimes. Having it, like, once a month, that's fine. It's okay to let loose a little bit. I come from a Slavic background, so having ruska kalbasa, so Russian uh, bologna, I guess I could you could say, and chorny chleb, so like uh, dark bread with siamochki, sunflower seeds. Oh, it is the best thing. It is like praznik zhalutka, which means celebration in the stomach. It is so good. And my mom and I and my fiance, we try to have something like this once a month just to let our bodies enjoy not the best um, products. But that's okay. It, may, it gives you all giddy and happy about it. So that is, that's kind of the spiel. It's very short. I feel like we can talk more about this. And if you guys want a part two about how to have good habits and what to do when you have anxiety and some good examples on how to ease anxiety. Um, I can, I can make another one, just DM me or, um, comment on this podcast, but I am so blessed and happy again that you guys have clicked on this podcast and I really hope that this has given you an idea and some habits that will help you ease your day, ease your week, ease your month, ease your year and have a wonderful morning, evening or night and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Love ya. Bye 150A fam.